listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Right. Gambino is a mastermind. Fuck a bitch to pass the time. Mass appeal. Orange run. Smoke your green. I'm spending mine. The beat is witch's brew. But beware, this shit is potent. E E coming on her face. Now there's poetry in motion. Yeah, Gambino make it work. I'm the boss. Move something. Yeah, this cool fucking suits me. Swag too, but and yeah, these girls be acting crazy when they're dancing. Black Swan. I ain't fucking at the club. Put your clothes back on. Yeah, this beat is a disaster. 9/11. This track. Rappers wanna battle me. I have to marry heads back. If my click make that dinero so it's time to meet the fuckers i am running this bitch you are just a dog walker leaving with your girl when we last seen each other yeah you fucking with the baddest like we tag team rihanna fly girl on her knees she don't want to come near me and yeah, my dick is too big there's a big bang theory got a picture in my iphone what do y'all think why y'all niggas masturbate i'm in that area thing if i am just a rapper man you could have pulled me i'm the shit when these dudes talk they talking for me be thinking pimps are soft but for for us she praying and for y'all she calls so if you on my Cadillac and see some polish remover it ain't your mama's partner it's mine now get out of line y'all see this hanger boy I can unite this little piece of metal so fast it'll make her lower her motherfucking voice Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Test Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And um, if any of you guys know sugar free lyrics, then I'm sorry, Karen messed them all up for you. <laughs> sorry about that. Guys. I ain't never heard the song. I'm sorry. You always tell the guests you can do it how you want to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Well, yeah, I messed them up. No, I'm not sugar free because I'm very, very sweet. Mm hmm. Um, <laughs> also, of course, you know, you're listening to the Black Guy Test Podcast. And this is a feedback episode. Yes, sir. And you can always contact us, the Blackout Tips, uh, at gmail.com. Or you can call us, 704-557-0186. And you can always hit us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again, that S and D-A-T. And don't forget to find the show. You just search on iTunes, Facebook, or Podomatic for the Blackout Tips. Or you go to theblackouttips.com. And you can check out all the shows and the episodes and the forums and things like that. Blog posts that we have there. So, you know, make sure you do that. Uh, and there's a donate button on the site on the right. Uh, just go ahead and click that donate button if you want to help the show out and uh, help us keep bringing this to you. Uh, you know, currently I'm doing some things to try to make sure that every episode is available all the time for everyone. Yes, sir. And uh, your donations are what make that possible. Yes, sir. Because that shit costs more money. <laughs> um, and, of course, we did get a couple donations, and i like to give a couple shout-outs. Ooh. If that's okay. 
uh, Christina. Um, hey girl, thank you for that money. And thank uh, you. Yeah, and we seriously though, thank you. We really do appreciate it. And um, you know, it's 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 that kind of stuff that that helps us out, man. Like, you know, her donation is gonna make it possible for us to put every episode out. To increase the bandwidth, um, to make yeah. sure that you know when you want to go back and hear an episode with my father on it that we did last Father's Day, you don't have to hit me on Twitter and go, "Where the fuck is that episode?" Yes, yes. So as we go back and you know as we go down and Mike in Chicago and he's he's still up there, but you know we have to remove him down just due to we just don't have the space. Yeah, and I'm taking time to go back and reduce the file size and everything, and that's I guess that's a little inner workings, but that's what this show is about, you know. For the people that do want to hear the inside scoop on how we work this podcast and how things go. Um, and, of course, i like to also thank Michael. Uh, thanks, man. Um, you know, I, I appreciate the donation once again, man. I'm yeah, telling you. It, it means a lot. I don't think y'all realize how much it really means. It means a lot. We're able to do some things, and we got some things in the work for you guys, and it's all thanks to the donations. Yep, seriously, man. I, like, I appreciate y'all putting your money where your mouth is. And I'm going to try to add a recurring donation button for those people that forget, that, that do want to donate. But they maybe they just wanted to automatically come out of their uh, PayPal account or something like that. Um, I'm going to add that button uh, soon. And uh, hopefully you guys, you know, won't be like, oh, shit, I'm listening to the feedback episode and I forgot. Yes. So, uh, you know, for those of you that want to just, you know, give us $100 every time you get a paycheck, that's fine. Yes. Okay, and I'm not telling you to do that. The Lord is telling you to do that. Okay. <laughs> so you and obey the Lord. And for those of you that are on another budget, on the <laughs> nine nine cent menu, and you don't mind giving five dollars a paycheck, we will take that too. Yeah, we we'll take everything, man. I'm just messing with y'all. I don't care what the denomination is. No. That's, that's that, why I try not yes. to shout out how much people put in no. because I, I'm not trying to be like the uh, house of prayer and turn all my people against each other. Y'all, no, we, y'all, anyone that contributes, man, just thank you. I don't yes. care how small or big. I'm trying to tell you, I wouldn't matter if you deducted a dollar a day. We'll take that too. We do not discriminate. So, of course, uh, if you listen to the feedback episode, you probably already noticed, but the official weapon of the show is... The taser. And the unofficial sport is... Bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so what do you want to do first, buddy? You want to do iTunes reviews? Uh, we got like four of them this week, which is pretty big for us, man. Ooh. You know, I was listening to another show and they said they had 71 iTunes reviews already. And I was wow. like, damn. And then I was like, wait a minute. That nigga is kind of famous. So <laughs> no wonder. No wonder. Yeah. They, they was checking for him. Um, so you want to do iTunes? You want to do email or you want to do voicemail? Let's do, uh, email, iTunes reviews, your phone calls. All right, all right, let's go. We got an email from Walter. Yes. What up, Walt, baby love? Yes, the countdown on your top 25. What, what happened to niggas named Walter, man? You don't really see a lot of Walts these days. Uh, Walt, Walt is like the temptation, your daddy era. Once, you know, once you got to a certain point, they were like, nah, we, we can't be naming our children that. If, you, if your name is Walt, don't you have to have a deep voice? Yes, and be, have the ability to sing. Yeah, hey, baby, it's Walter. Yes, I'm calling to see how you doing. Pick up the phone. Pick up, girl. Sharice, pick, pick up, up the goddamn phone. It's Walter. <laughs> you know I love you, girl. All right, so Walt writes in, <laughs> great job with the podcast as always. I was drunk as hell over the weekend playing UGO. <laughs> hmm. Hmm, these two sentences do not go together. No, they don't. I was listening to the podcast and heard Karen's laugh. 
That shit tickled me so bad, my friends was wondering what the fuck was wrong with me. <laughs> Anyways, the reason the reason why I'm shooting an email is that I need some help. I have a coat. Oh, we got some advice here. Okay. Oh, you think it's romantic advice? Uh, we're about to see. I have a co-worker who usually keeps herself up. But one day, this lady was funky as fuck. <laughs> she stank like smelling salt. Oh. Damn. You know the shit in the first aid kit they put under your nose if you catch a concussion? Oh. It was so bad, I wanted to say, listen here, you stank old bitch. You need to go home because you smell like asshole and sea salt. Oh. I didn't want to do that because she isn't usually bad. I figured that she's in her 80s. And might have an accident or was running late in the morning or something. But how do you politely address that situation? The hood comes out of me too fast and I might hurt her feelings. Thanks in advance. <laughs> See, and you know, this is a time where uh, I wish the player hater was here. Because yes, this is his genre. Yeah, this type of advice uh, to give to people about relationships and stuff. That's what he does. Yes. Um, he, he, he would have 80-year-old ladies... On the phone line right now, talking about this. Right, exactly. Now, what I'm gonna say is this, man. Look, if you like her, you just go up to her and you just tell her, man. All right, you don't have to beat around the bush and talk about how she smells and stuff. Mm-hmm. You just go over there, you know. Maybe you, uh, you know, take her out to lunch one day. And uh, what are, what do old people eat? Like they normally eat like brunch. So you take yes. them out, take out the brunch or the early bird special yeah, or whatever. Early bird special. And, uh, you know, you can get that senior discount, so that's an advantage of dating an 80-year-old yeah. lady. Boop, boop. Yes, you sir. Know? And you just tell her, look, I really like you, okay? And I want us to be more than just co-workers and friends. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you stink! Yes, yes. Take a shower! Yes. No, you know, old people do bad, so let her know, go ahead, baby. Put the Epsom salt in there and, you know, soak a little bit. Get your joints right. Right. You know? Maybe you have the Epsom salt ready for her when she gets off work so oh, she can walk straight yeah. into the bathtub and soak in it. You know, they like that. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I appreciate you writing us for relationship advice. And, uh, you or, know. Or you can use the Tiger Bomb. That works excellent, too. Yeah. You know, put the Tiger Bomb on her. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I appreciate you writing the show for relationship Thank advice. Thank And, uh. You know, I hope you can get out of that friend zone with your coworker, man. And, you know, remember, man, it's just like R. Kelly and Aaliyah said. Age ain't nothing but a number. And they was right, man. Going down ain't nothing but a thing. So, you know, don't let her, you know, maybe maybe you play this podcast episode around her. She can see yeah. how you really feel, feel about her. Yes, yes. Get the feelings out in the air. But uh, seriously, though, man, um, I would I would call. I would just send an email to HR on the low and tell them to keep my name out of that shit. <laughs> I'm like, just keep my name out of this shit, but this bitch stank. Alright, the end. You know. Can't, can't work like this. Um, Ruben writes in, Hey Rod, I just listened to your last show on the politics of poverty. I agree with you that not all people want to be poor and on government assistance. However, the sad fact is that a lot of people have given up on upward mobility. Our parents and grandparents were motivated to change their circumstances. But it seems to me that people these days are more willing to accept the bare minimum out of life. I'm a caseworker at DSS, 
and I would say that two out of three people that I interview haven't graduated from high school and aren't really looking to achieve anything. Like you and Karen said, there are some people who need temporary assistance and are just victims of the bad economy. Education is the key to success, but it's hard to become a Rhodes Scholar if your mother has a ninth grade education. The cycle of poverty continues. Uh, first of all, I agree that there's some people out there that are taking advantage of government assistance, um, which is different than somebody who's poor and uneducated and unable to uh, to get upward mobility because they stopped, they gave up on it. Now, I'm not saying that it's either one is right, but I think we need to make that distinction. Like people that have our game in the system, I think are far and few between where. Where people that actually are on the government assistance and just are like, I don't know a way out of here. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I don't have any good examples in my life. I don't have any, uh, you know, my, you know, we, we're already cutting the teachers' jobs and budgets and shit. And then we expect them to go in there and pull a lean on me on these schools and get all these kids to fucking get A's and shit. So, I, like, our expectations of what people should be able to do on government assistance are pretty pretty shallow for the most part and uh you know i respect the people at dss and stuff that have to deal with the muck and the grime and the shit every day you know the cases that you're seeing as a caseworker you know you're gonna see the worst of our society you're seeing the bottom of the barrel for a lot of these people and the thing that i look at is like look i'm not gonna cut off the nose my nose my nose despite my face so i don't want to be like look why don't we get rid of all government programs cut the budget as if that's going to erase the problem of the fact that there are people who do want to get off and do want to be like my grandparents and whatnot. And uh, the other thing I would say, too, is, man, don't romanticize our grandparents and our parents. Like, there's a lot of those motherfuckers that didn't get off assistance that led to the motherfuckers that you see as uh, the dark hater likes to call them street urchins. When you go to the mall and shit and you can't feel safe getting out your car, those kids come from somewhere, too. And it ain't just our generation. Like, that's one of the biggest uh, misconceptions about, and I guess every generation does this, but we romanticize the old generations. But when you think about it, like, there's a generation of black men somewhere from the 70s and 80s that decided they weren't going to raise their kids. And that shit started a long time ago. But yet, somehow, we're the ones that pick up all the blame for it in our generation. Nah, man. Someone wasn't down with the black power movement or something. I don't know. But shit, shit wasn't as uniform as they like to present it. No, not only that, um, to uh, expand on what you were saying, the thing is that, like you said, cutting off your nose despite your face. And a lot of times when people come in, they want to just do this sweeping, but we're going to cut everything and we're not going to help anybody who, quote unquote, we feel don't need the assistance. All you do is create an underground society. And you know what? If, if you don't give people anything, they're going to take it. And I don't know why people don't understand that. It's going to get to the point where people will say, okay, since I can't get no assistance, I'm going to rob you. I'm going to do these other avenues because of their lack of education or because they're just desperate. And I, I think people overestimate how much government assistance is. It's, it's not, not a whole lot. Y'all. Yeah, I'm it's not enough you. to incentivize somebody with a real job and a, and a real education to not work. Like, for the most part, you know, unless you were in some really fortunate situation, you're getting... At most, 60% of what you were making. Now, who the fuck you know that got bills and a lifestyle that can just flip back to 60% of their salary indefinitely? Yeah, and then not only that... And that's unemployment. I'm not even talking about the bare minimum shit like food stamps and stuff stuff like that. Like, ain't nobody trying to give up a Wall Street job to go be on food stamps. 
Just stop being so envious, people. Yeah, and then not only that, the thing about it is that most people uh, will say, fuck it, and they'll actually go and try to work if they can. You know, most people result if they are on any type of assistance because I can't do anything else. Well, a lot of a lot of jobs that, that we have in our society, you can actually still get government assistance because that's how low they pay and little that's, they take care of. You can work at Walmart. Too. You can work at Walmart and be on, and they've, they've actually, that documentary we saw, they they encourage their employees like listen if you want health care and you want food stamps you need to go to the government to get that because we ain't about to put your ass on the clock enough hours Mm-mm. to qualify for anything yeah. that we do. That's right. So I don't know. I think there's a big misconception there, but um I do agree that and I don't know if we yes. talked about that genre of people, but yes, there's a ton of people out there who have just fucking given up. Yes, they're like I'm not I'm not I'm not smart enough to get out of here. And I don't have the time, and life is crazy. And that's what most people would do, even though we like to think of ourselves as like, no, I would work hard. Most people ain't going to. We're going to be like, shit, man, just give me the check. Fuck it. <laughs> um, Dex writes in, hey, Rod and Karen, being white as hell, <laughs> I'd never heard of ratchetness before your show. I've Googled it, of course, but I'd be very interested to hear your definition in your own words. Thanks. Um, I would say ratchetness is any type of absurd activity that occurs um, because somebody is like cray cray. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah, and the thing about ratchetness, it crosses all genres, all colors, all races, and all genders. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't have to be uh ghetto quote unquote because some people will be like well it means ghetto no no, no you can be ratchet, ratchet anywhere and, and rich and have you can money be, yeah you could be a politician like uh michelle bachman and say some some ratchet shit, shit. yeah like right. sarah palin leads the league in ratchetness. ratchetness yes she's my number one vote so yeah that's all it means like uh, and rush limbaugh limbaugh why do i say ph at the end <laughs> uh rush limbaugh he don't deserve that he <laughs> rush limbaugh um, but yeah, so uh, that's what it means, man. I mean, think about Ratchet in the movie Transformers, and that's Ratchetness. So there you go. Check that out. You know, I was deep like that. Bam. Ta-da. Blam. And I'm out. Um, let's see here. Tanisha writes in, what's good, y'all? I haven't wrote into the show for a while. So this show is right on time. I really hate it when people question me about life. Like question me about things that take really big personal decisions that have nothing to do with them. I know it's so. Especially when we aren't that tight. There are people in this world who pick one thing and they think they have it, that they think they have in common with you and decide to talk to you about that so they can build a relationship or start a conversation with you. Women do it to other women. Black people with other black people. People who they think will understand your situation will come to you the most with the most off the wall shit because they think you think. Uh, that that's the only thing you have in common. So when a woman asks another woman about her role in the, at work or home or otherwise, she truly thinks this is okay because they are both women. They think that because they, they, uh, they are in a certain place in life, your life should be on the same path. Older black people are like that too. Uh, I've had one of my dad's friends who I've never met before ask me, after, uh, ask me a year after I graduated from undergrad, so when are you going to graduate school? You know, September is right around the corner. Really, dude? I don't know you. Are you offering me a scholarship? Why are you all up in my business? 
I guess he thought uh, he knew me well enough to impose on my life because my dad talks about me so much. Yeah, no. Ha <laughs> um, ha! Well, let me start with this first verse and uh, address that. Um, you know what? Uh, what I'm saying is I don't think it comes from a bad place. But when I was saying female misogyny, I meant it like they think they're doing the right thing. You know, maybe it comes from their church background. Maybe it comes from, you know, their family and things that have been imposed upon them for years. And they feel like they're guiding you in the right place by saying, you know, you need to have some kids. You need to get married. You need to have a man. But it's this constant drone and undertone of every interaction with other females that I think is more degrading than anything that a man can say about a woman because it's more of a get in the kitchen, shut the fuck up, and lose weight type, you know, this is how you get a man type deal. And I think, you know, it, it really makes women feel insecure. Like, I, I need to define myself by having a man and getting married and having kids and uh, quitting my job and just living this plan that, that somebody else drew up for you. Yes, and when you go against the grain, all of a sudden there's something wrong with you because you're not doing what they think you should do. And on top of that, some people are just fucking nosy, just period. They just are nosy. They just feel like, I need to know everything about your life. And I agree I agree with her when she was saying that some people think just because we are women or just because we're black, we have these things in common. No, this, this ain't like it used to be. We all ain't fighting for the same cause. We all have different genres and different things we want to do with our life. And what I vision my life and what you vision my life ain't the same. And yeah, old people trip me out with that with that shit right there. You like, you know what? I know you old, but old don't make you right. Right, I agree. Um, and then the second word, uh, second paragraph. But Karen, I feel you on wanting to slap women when they ask. <laughs> so wait, we went from well, they they're misogynistic because they have a lot in common with you. But I feel you on wanting to slap a woman. <laughs> anyway. Slap that bitch. But Karen, I feel you on wanting to slap women when they ask about me getting married and starting a family. I'm only 28. I have time. I have, I have this one friend who just got married in January, but he but has been wanting to get married and start a family for the past three years. So needless to say, uh, this girl has been on her grind. Damn. The whole time I've known her for the for five years, she's been on this girl. You need to get out and meet people. You never know. You might you just might meet the one or you need to keep your weight down because you know it'll be hard to lose once you have kids. Bitch, miss me with that shit. You, I know that's right. You can go ahead and enjoy your grilled chicken and steamed veggies. I'm going to eat this burger and wash it down with the beer and then take my nap. Karen, you a woman after my own heart. I know so. You know what? That sounds really good about now. Laters. Um, okay, so one, I do want to say that... Um, she, I, I, I think that that's part of that misogyny I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the only people that the girl I was talking to last week said that she had talked to her and approached her about having a man as if it was some type of deficiency not having one were other women. And that's why I was like, you know, it's not dudes coming <clears throat> up to you and telling you, bitch, you ain't shit. That's why you ain't got a man. It's women implying that shit constantly, even if they're your friend. Yeah. It, it's got to have some effect on you. And not only that, the, the thing that, that tripped me out is that a lot of times people, especially women, obsess about themselves on standards they don't even apply in their own lives. 
You know, like, lose weight. Bitch, you ain't no size two either. Right. You know, they be like, you know, you need to put makeup on. You need to do this. You need to wear shorter skirts. You need to show some legs. You be like, you know what? Leave me the fuck alone. Let me eat my double quarter pounder with cheese. Ha! And, and, and drink my orange cherry soda. Fuck you. Leave me alone. You know, people fail to realize sometimes you just don't want to hear their opinions. And then that's the bottom line on that. You just want to live your life. Yeah, and plus, it always is funny to me, too, because they be acting like no fat woman has a man. There's a lot like, of I've, big women. I've been in niggas' married. houses. I've seen who y'all are with. Like, why are we trying to pretend like every chick that got a man is walking around like this prototype of Holly Berry? Like, no. There's a lot of there's a lot of bitches that got men. There's a lot of uh, ugly people that got men. Like, yes. a lot of, uh, you know... All this, all every negative stereotype you can think of, where they like to turn it into something negative. Where they're like, well, you know what? Women with kids can't get a man. I know women with kids yes. that got a man. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. You just don't know. No. Um, and then only that. The thing about it though is that people act like um, when you when you especially when you talk about big women or heavier women, these bitches cook. Niggas like to eat. Yeah, it's just it's just a way to make people feel bad about themselves. Yes, and it's something that they can control. So you really get on them even worse because like you can control that shit and you fucking up. See, um, she says uh, after I hit sin, I realized this is a second email. Mm-hmm. I realized my last sentence made me sound like I need to buy two seats on the airplane. <laughs> I am far from it. I am five foot five, one hundred and seventy pounds, and size ten. Uh, should I, could I stand to lose 10 or 15 pounds? Uh, no, you fine. She said she could, but who doesn't? I don't know, Tanisha. That's between you and the Lord. (laughs) 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 If your nap ain't got nothing wrong with it, ain't nothing wrong with it. Alright, we got the last email from Nilbin. Hey, Rod and Karen. Penguins are fly in the building. So get, so get this. I walked into my girlfriend's house the other day. Without her parents knowing, and on the wall I saw a samurai sword hanging up. Uh oh. Now you said that having a samurai sword is a sign of crazy. <laughs> it is. Yes, sir. It's a sign of the cray cray. Um, that is so damn true. We ended up getting caught by her mom who pulled the damn samurai sword out on me. <gasps> Needless to say, I shit my pants. <laughs> no, literally, I felt something make its way from my intestines and drop into my pants. But instead of saying sorry or some shit like that, I ran past her crazy ass and made my way down the steps. I felt like Charlie Sheen on Tiger Blood. <laughs> I was winning. Speaking of Charlie Sheen, I bet you guys $25 and some great four loco from Canada that he's going to OD by the end of the summer. But anyway, I got to send this now before you guys miss it on the show. Keep doing the podcast. I love it. I'm loving it. No McDonald's. Peace. Yes. He is... Uh, McWinning. Y- yes. Uh, Alright, man. And I uh, also uh, sent... Uh, earlier in the week, I sent a link to an article to uh, Mr. Span. Mm-hmm. And it was called <laughs> Detroit is America's Angriest City or something. <laughs> and uh, I guess he just sent an email in and responded. You know he always like to interrupt the podcast with his emails and voicemails. I know. I know. Shout, sh- sh- shout out to the nigga who sent his stuff at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it says here. What up, Rod and Karen? Just wanted to get back to you on the whole thing about Detroit being being uh, bequeathed with this distinguished distinguished honor. Two Q's in a row. Man, what are you trying to do some uh, words with friends? <laughs> uh, Detroit being bequeathed with this distinguished honor of being labeled the angriest city in America. We'd like to thank the Academy for recognizing our special gift, Kinda Angry. Detroit, what, bitch? My... <laughs> 
My condolences to all the other contenders. Y'all angry ain't got nothing on that Detroit anger. Now, I said I promised I wouldn't call anymore while y'all were recording on the show. I didn't say nothing about sending your ass an email while recording, though. But, <laughs> but seriously, though, I would <laughs> I would have to agree Detroit is in pretty bad shape with good reasons. Of course, most everybody knows about how bad the automakers had it a few years ago. And Detroit just depended too much on that one industry to stay afloat. So when the automakers went bankrupt, people that had jobs in the plant making cars and earning nearly $30 a an hour found themselves either out of a job or keeping the same job getting paid nearly half what they were before uh, if they didn't take a buyout. That's that's some shit to be angry about. Yes, it is. I don't make anywhere near $30 an hour, but to lose half of what I would, of, of what I would probably be enough to make me uh, say fuck it and jump off a building. I'm just serious. <laughs> but that's just one aspect. And don't go all Drake on us, Mr. Span. You're just starting off on your podcast. Uh, if you live in Detroit and you don't have a car, you're pretty much shit out of luck when you're trying to find work. Because Detroit mass set, uh, transit system is a fucking joke. You know why? Because they felt since we make cars here, everybody should have a car. What the fuck do we need buses for? <laughs> which is really biting oh, the city. In, which is really biting the city in the ass. One of the first things they ask you in a job interview is if you have reliable transport to and from work, and you tell them, yeah, DDOT, the Detroit Department of Transit. Um, and you might as well tell them you don't want the job. Wow. Detroit has no major grocery stores in the city. There are no grocers, no Kroger's, no Miger's, no nothing. Oh. I mean, yeah, there are grocery stores in the city, but we're talking about the kind of grocery store where they have the meat coolers on Antarctica to keep the shit from going bad. Wow. If you walk into a grocery store in the summertime, everybody in that joint got on jackets and coats. You don't want shit out of there. (laughs) They are in the process right now of shutting down half of the Detroit public schools because of financial mismanagement and declining enrollment. Wow. My daughter does not go to Detroit public school, and and the result of them having to shut down so many schools could result in a classroom with up to 60 kids in it. Damn. How the fuck can a teacher really effectively teach 60 kids at one time? Which is why I got so upset on my show a couple weeks ago about the RoboCop statue. Because the people that wanted to have that built raised the money for it in less than a week. For something the city absolutely has no use for. And yet, they don't have the same enthusiasm to try to raise money or even taxes to keep the kids from sitting sitting on top of each other in class. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on. I work for the utility company here. And whenever I have to work in the city, I see energy theft going on. People think when they see me coming in my uniform, I'm on the block to shut them off. People will cut up 7-Up cans and make the metal strips. Um, and take the metal strips and put them in the meter box to keep electricity in the house. Wow. It's some desperate folks here, man. And people got a lot to be angry about. And even though I'm from Chicago, I spent a good portion of my life here. So I got love for the D. But the only thing that keep keeping me here is the fact that my daughter is here. And I got to keep my baby off the pole. But uh, I'm going to end it here because, like I said on Twitter, I can go on and on. Talk to you guys later, fam. Peace, Mr. Span. Wow. Seriously, dog. That's like Beirut over there. No, no, no wonder. I, I bet you they, uh, 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 city, uh, photo is a bunch of niggas with their hands up in the air and up underneath it. It says, what up, bitch? <laughs> <laughs>
I just think Thank that uh, I just now we understand why he says a uh, shout out with so much anger in his voice. That's yes. all. Yes. Wow, I didn't know it was like that. That's serious. So we did uh, emails just now. That's all of them. What did you say you wanted to do next? Uh, reviews. Yes. Okay. And do the voicemails last. All right. So we got some reviews this week, and I want to thank all you guys. Who wrote in with your reviews on iTunes? Uh, of course, we only like the five star ones. Yes. And uh, those are the only ones that get read on the show. Uh, so thank you for the people who wrote in. And I'm going to read your reviews. Um, Terrence says, Rod and Karen are the genuine article. The black guy who tips is this, is this handcrafted vehicle of awesomeness for Rod and Karen's many opinions about life, sports, politics, music, video games, you name it. What's praiseworthy about the Black Guy Tips is that Rod and Karen managed to keep every episode fresh with new current top, uh, content and topics. Uh, few at podcasts are able to stay as organized as the Black Guy Who Tips and yet keep listeners tuning in with spontaneity. Uh, you can tell this podcast is a labor of love with Rod and Karen's enthusiasm. They also have great guest hosts as well. Check them out. Thank you. Thanks, Terrence. Uh, Dublar writes in, uh, long time listener, first time commenter. Just like sweet pickles, the black guy who tips is great. Yes, and I love sweet pickles on a sandwich. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I like to eat. I'm sorry. He had food references. Uh, Cornell the Great on Twitter gives us five stars. He says, I am just trying to keep up with this podcast. But from the 15 or so episodes I have listened to, I have enjoyed it. It is a good break from all the great music I listen to. Yes, my music selection is great. <laughs> Side note, Albert Hainsworth did not get, did get released from the Redskins. We, I've in, entered myself into management, just suspended him for the last <laughs> four games. He is still a part of the team for now until the millionaires divide their money accordingly. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I thought he got released. Me too. But uh, that move he did in that diner was an asshole move. Um, yes. Let's see. You'll laugh so loud your coworkers will think you've lost your mind. Well, that is the highest of high praise. Yes. For Miss Shirley Wong, Esquire. Ron and Karen are already fabulous co-hosts on the podcast, and the guests that they bring on are just icing on delicious chocolate cake. Yes, chocolate cake. Yeah, delicious, sultry, yes. sexy, sweet chocolate. Yes, melting your mouth. Mm. Yes. Mm-mm. Take a bite out of this chocolate cake. This is double chocolate cake, if you know yes, what I'm saying. Yes, it is. Mmm. 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 Chocolate on chocolate fooling. Anyway. <laughs> and who doesn't love chocolate cake? Listening to episodes of their podcast at work will surely make the day go by real fast. If you find Dave Chappelle funny, then you'll love this podcast. Oh, man. Thank you. That, that is the highest of high praise. I Thank you, Shirley. Oh, yes. Um, wow. All right. Let's uh go to... um. Where are we going? Emails? Oh, we got some comments on Facebook. Facebook, I forgot. On the female misogyny episode, uh, we got a few comments. Um, Let me go ahead and read these. Uh, Simba No Durkins, a.k.a. Brandon, a.k.a. uh, Phenom Black, Black, says, I'm not a whore. I'm a high-priced podcasting floozy. (laughs) You always be a whore to me, Brandon. (laughs) Uh, Keith uh, uh, writes in, LOL at prison. I work around a bunch of conservatives, so they complain about how taxpayers are paying for their prison stuff. Like they are cutting checks directly or something. They forget they are all, they are still human beings. I swear, people are like, you go to prison, 
they really stomp on you and don't want you to be shit. They, it's like they want you to come out and be a criminal for life, man. I don't know, man. They don't want criminals to have shit, though. I feel them. I mean, I don't agree, but I understand that where it comes from. Um, I hate when people talk about the 60s NBA also. Half the stuff they talk about has not, uh, is not on tape. No, it's not. Wilt's 100 point game was not on film. At least I can YouTube 80 stuff. And somebody brought up a good point. Was it Will during the show where he said, how can they decide which records they're keeping? Like, they keep Will Chamberlain's 100-point record, yeah. but not his double-double record. Yep. Weird. Um, Bill writes in, it should be like 1980s wrestling. Even if you don't have a real job, rappers should have a job identity. Like a dentist rapper. <laughs> a Undertaker rapper. A children's party clown rapper. A sailor. And a cowboy rapper. I think he just uh, went down the cast of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yes, he did. On the low. Yeah, and the couch and everything. And then, of course, on the politics of poverty, we got a couple um, comments. Uh, Zeus, oh, to further, I don't know where he's from, uh, says, is this chicken and waffles on the same plate? It is. Yes. Um, and he says here, uh, uh, Keith writes in, you know politics politics is dirty. People spend ten million dollars to get a job that pays a hundred thousand. Exactly, Keith. And then these motherfuckers, half of them are millionaires. So like how did you come up on that money? Cause I know a hundred a hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money, but you ain't worked ten years in Congress yet. How you get that hundred thousand to a million already? Folks give it to you. Yeah, you ain't you know what taxes ain't coming out that bitch? Uh, Keith said, my favorite comedian, Steve Harvey, what? Oh, Keith. Says that if I let my woman program me because I ain't shit, my life would be better. Like my, oh, he was joking. Oh, God. You about to get my heart attack now. I was just about to delete him from the page. <laughs> it can't be healthy that every time somebody says Steve Harvey, I get mad. It doesn't even matter what they say. It does not even matter what they say at this point. It'd be like Steve Nash and Donnell Harvey. I'd be like, what? Nigga, get out my face. Uh, Keith says, LOL at Jazz O, didn't reasonable doubt expose Jay-Z's drug dealing days. Exactly. How, J- how Jazz O gonna try to write a book on some shit we know about? Yo, Jay-Z used to be a drug dealer, son. Alright. Word. Um, what page is that on? Maybe that's the very last page. Alright, man. So now, with no further ado, I think we can get the voicemails. We've done everything else. Yes, we have. Alright, so let's go. Yo, yo, what's up? This is... Shorty Shorts Dax, you know, fucking rapper representative, but where's my 40 acres? And I can't donate you no money, but I'm gonna donate you bars. You <laughs> check it out, album dropping this summer, tear your headphones up, but turn down a bit, it kinda loud. Shorty Shorts Dax, every summer bitch, I'm still running from the government. My whip's hot, I got to drive it with an oven mitt. You see me in your dreams, not at night, nigga. You see me in them jeans, they kinda tight, nigga. <laughs> battle L.A., I battle indigestion. Fucking guilty pleasure, Beyonce is my obsession. I'm from the streets, nigga. I'm in the street, nigga. Counting money when I want to count some sheep, nigga. I wear coopies in the summer, nigga. Sue me. I like fried fish. Nigga, fuck sushi. I got off them blocks, nigga. My finger sore. You every Thursday before I get my manicure. You need a manicure? Nigga, ask the sushi she's the best. You can't judge me unless it's after my arrest. Uh, these rhymes got you shook. You scared of these hooks? I'm scared to read, nigga. Could you help me with this book? <laughs> That's all I can give y'all right now. These bars, I can't count them, but they're a lot of them. 
your hands up, get back in Why carrying y'all the best, Khalil, I'm out, peace, sweet shiner, black boy, all in the face, all on the night, Friday night, nigga, I'm out, peace. <laughs> Man, ain't nobody out there that got a hotter 16 or 12 or however many them bars was than uh than my man Shorty Short Stacks. I know. I'm sorry, don't, like don't even like, write in. Yeah, he like fried fish, fuck a sushi, but I like sushi too, so hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Garage, Karen. Bitch, been a long call with him. You know, it's the fuck No, stop. Stop. <laughs> this is ridiculous. The fuck is going on with our podcast? That <laughs> character's calling in now. Yeah, you know, bitch, you've been alone. You know, baby, you, I think you declined that, that uh, airplane, so, you know, he had, to, he had to get back up on you. I just got to stop the damn presence for a second and get my mind right. <laughs> yeah, you know, he did. You know, I couldn't go on that trip. When the bitch was talking, I, I got to listen. Full attention. All right, here we go. We're raw, Karen. Bishop made a long call with him. Uh, you know, the summer moves going on. There's an earthquake over in Japan. And, you know, I just want to, you know, send my condolences and my, my thoughts over to Japan from uh, the New Birth Missionary Baptist Physician Church. And uh, I want to say, uh, you know, to all the 13-year-old up to 17-year-old Japanese boys, if you need them, want to stay, my house is open. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave with this little little thought. If you want to receive, you must bend over so that God can give. Oh, y'all oh. niggas ain't shit, man. Oh, oh, oh. We, oh, we got the best of both worlds. We got a oh. rapper and a bishop. Yeah, y'all ain't shit for that. <laughs> oh, man. I swear, dude. I listen to a lot of shows, man. But I, if we don't have the best fucking callers and listeners. Yes, in the whole emailers, world. I don't we know. Love you guys. Thank you. Maybe it's just because we small and we still interact with everybody and we got time and we make time. But these motherfuckers are hilarious, dude. Yes. I, I feel like I could have not even been here. I just needed to read this shit and, and not say anything and the show would have been just as funny. Um, Alright, man. So, uh, of course, you know, thank you guys uh, that contributed to the feedback show. Yes. Um, and for others that want to get in on it, you know, you can always call the show and leave a voicemail. 704-557-0186. You can, uh, you can always email the show, theblackoutters at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Rodimus Prime. I'm um, say that again. That is in DAT. Also, don't forget you can go to the blackouttips.com. You can donate there. Look on the right hand side. Um, you can always go to the forums on the blackouttips.com, and you can even register with your, just your Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know you can start posting, man. We got some pretty good threads going there, and we try to go in there and hang out and interact with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know. 
that I guess that's it for today, man. Yes, and thank you guys. And for those of you out there who kind of scared, don't be scared to interact with us because it's it's fun. And this right here is one of our favorite shows to do. Yeah, man. And we can range from everything from the angry, political apathy and uh, disgruntled financial times in Detroit to Bishop Eddie Long and Shorty Short Stacks calling in uh, to close the show. Yes, yes. <laughs> Alright, man. So, until next time, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Real gang pusher. But you found it, motherfucker. Yes. All I see is Black roses, drug dealer poses, shoveling that devil's angel up they noses. Never let jail turn my shine into Moses. Couldn't cleanse my soul with them civil rights soldiers. Panoramic roof under glass like a coaster. Backseat driver, racial slurs at the chauffeur. Killian loafers, Mickey Moto chokeser. Photo op is priceless, frame I wanted posters. The audacity, war brings casualty. Bitch, have my son before I face that tragedy. Uh, I ordered hit, she orders Mahi. R.I.P. Vivian Blitz. Shout out to Shower Posse. Gone. But you found it, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. The misogyny, bad bitches misogyny Sometimes we know what I stand is at the colleges So please don't judge me, uh, for the following Fat bitches swallowing, skinny bitches modeling Take off that Givenchy and let's get raunchy I had your face looking all Captain Crunchy The devil stay testing, cause when you chase the pussy it's a sin But if it falls in your lap, it's a blessing Soon as I got salad, I spent it all on dressing French to be exact, that ball man was impressive Hey, it's the man Boy, we looking for trouble Maybe if we wasn't black, then we wouldn't have struggled Player, all I got is trap niggas and crooks in my huddle They cooking, I smuggle, got 20 pounds of cushion to double So I'm running through them circles, boy, I'm looking like knuckles Look at my knuckles, got the hooking, cause niggas was looking I'm taking some whooping, so trust me, dog, I'm good for a scuffle But I wouldn't rebuttal Cause I'm Jake Gyllenhaal I'm in the hood with the bubble With a tall model broad Like I took her from Russell Didn't play the cards I was dead I made the dealer reshuffle huh. Royal flush So kiss my royal nuts Ain't nothing silver spoon I came from the soil bro But now I'm eating off a rappy yellow gold Exquisite ravioli With some happy yellow hoes But don't get it confused When I rap these mellow flows Cause all my Tito's got bricks Like the yellow road B.I.G. Sean Don, nigga. But you found it, motherfucker. Bitch. I'm in. That no smoke sack roller motherfucker ounces. Marijuana mountains, drinking not pronouncing. Three chains on, I don't need no bounces. Nothing less than a G stash to my trousers. New double D smashed in the blouses. Fuck a hotel, my nigga, we rent houses. My nigga, we rent houses. So many wedding wings lost on them couches. I'm just a West Side lover. I leave females in my sheets and all my feelings in a rubber. This is showtime, showtime. Boy, I hope you said the DVR. Stacking money face to face. This shit look like CPR. Yeah, invited me a seat to sit at the throne. So now I'm snapping like your ass just finished the poem. 
Does he sound like Ye J or Jizzy Drake? Meanwhile, I'm chilling with all these niggas, counting all this money. You ain't consider yourself lucky to see a legend before the prime, a killer before the crime, a big before the dime. Greet me with a middle finger when you see me. It's cool, cause I can't see your ass from this side of the TV, motherfucker.